It's the MMA Geeks C-Level Podcast with your hosts, Stan Dryav and Nick Bracha. Welcome to the MMA Geeks C-Level Podcast. This is your host, Stan Dryav, and the warm beer to my shoey, Nick Braccia. How are you, my friend? I'm uh, doing all right, Stan. Looking at the uh, the opportunities I have for underdog picks to reclaim some of that ground. I just need a couple of them, and I'm right back in this thing. That is true. I'm actually seeing some opportunities for you. Nick, am I right to say that you actually picked up one point on me at, at that last event? Um... I can't remember. I think so. The I, I, I only picked one fight wrong, which was where I went for the double point. What was it? What was it? I, I bet, um, I, you know, sometimes when I do the double down, it's like taking half court shots. Carlos but if I were, Yeah, and it was close. I was all, you know, I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't. It was, it in, was competitive, but I thought Griffin pretty clearly like took it. I thought Griffin, I thought Griffin took it to him in the first round. I thought two and three were pretty close. I thought Condit won two, and I, yeah, I mean, I think Griffin won. It wasn't—I don't think it was controversial, but I thought there was two close rounds and one blowout round. Um, yeah, that, that, that's fine. But I did—I did heroically save you from making that other picnic, that other two-point. That, pick that I, didn't, I wasn't going to make that pick. I just wanted you to think I was going to make that pick. You if I don't make, if I don't, if liar. I don't make a pick, if I don't make a pick stand, it's because I didn't want to make the pick. You literally All said, right? "Damn it, damn it!" I wanted to pick that fight. Yeah, I say, I, I, I say, I say lots of things. I say the Earth is flat. I say that the election was rigged. I, I don't say, I don't say any of those things. You do, um, and you're, and you're a hardcore anti-vaxxer, Nick. We actually, I actually think I, we'll pick up some listeners by going on with this gimmick. So, let's pretend like all this is true. <laughs> <laughs> It's the MMA uh, space, Nikolai. Let's not get there's this Delta, Delta variant is a VOD movie. <laughs> Video starring, that, that is. You yeah, are not yeah it's with Cuba, Cuba Gooding Jr. Fighting, <laughs> fighting militants in the Mississippi Delta. That's the variant right there. That's pretty. Uh, I like star. how you put Cuba Gooding Jr. in like a Steven Seagal kind of movie. Well, a I mean. Straight to DVD kind of thing. Well, it wasn't a Steven Seagal kind of movie because a Steven Seagal movie, the title has to work with is you couldn't say cuba goody jr is delta variant that wouldn't make quite sense but steven seagal steven seagal is hard to kill out for justice marked for death under siege I hear above that. the law every no, every yeah. every steven seagal movie has to complete the sentence steven seagal is on deadly ground that does that does sound like an important uh, difference there, Nick. And and I'm gonna le- leave the expertise in Steven Seagal to you and Anderson Silva, his top student, Nick. I don't know if you knew this, but Steven Seagal taught him everything he knows. Yeah, I got my third degree black belt from from Master. You've got Seagal. an Aikido black belt, motherfucker. I got, That's I, legit, got an Aiki- I have an Aikido dog, <laughs> <laughs> but I bought it from Steven Seagal. So Nick, I, I gotta ask you, like, how much? Given the intro as it was presented earlier, how much like shoey experience do you have, Nick? How many people's shoes have you had warm beer in before you guzzled it down that throat? Well, not warm beer. It's usually like it's usually like a Shirley Temple, like filled with cherries, <laughs> and I have to pay, I have to pay I have to pay like six hundred bucks to do it out of a uh, you know a uh, oh my god what's the the brand of shoe? I got, my brain is shot. 
What brand? Yeah, the, sure, jo- the jokes. The jokes fucked. I was whatever. It's it just <laughs> let, move on. Just move on. No, Nick. I'd like to actually harp on that moment right there because one of your <laughs> most, one of your worst moments in MMA Geeks podcast history, Nick. For some reason, it's a feel good moment for me, and that's got to count for something. Which one? I've had so many terrible moments. <laughs> that la- that last one being the most recent one might be recency bias. Christian Laboutine, I was gonna say. That's what I was gonna say. I drink Shirley Temple's cherries out of <laughs> out of Laboutine shoes. I can't. It's been so long since I've I've even paid any attention to luxury goods. I just wear I just wear Uniqlo sweatpants and t-shirts every day. Because I'm a dad. I'm just like a, I'm just a chubby dad who's given up, Stan. And that's your fault. And you know what? You'll be there too in a couple of years. You're still in the you're still in the like you know fucking honeymoon phase of being a dad just wait you're gonna be all sweatpants and and expanding waistlines <laughs> i've actually benefited from expanding waistlines during covid nick sweatpants were my friend i didn't go anywhere so that helped but man did i gain a little bit of weight when i met my yeah, wife nick i weighed about 185 it's all in, it's all pounds. in your it's all in your nose wait, i'm like 215 you mother god di- god damn it nick you're 215 now we probably wait i don't know i don't have any idea what i weigh i don't think i'm 215 but i might be I could be, I could, I don't know. I, I guess I'm like 195, but I have no Nick, idea. 215 pounds of pure steel and sex appeal, baby. God damn it. That is such an old line. You know, wrestlers have been using that up and down. It's twisted steel, twisted steel and sex appeal. Wait, 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 wait. The, my friend, my friend, there is no twist here. It is pure steel and sex No, but appeal. that's in the line. The I know, I know. twisted steel, uh, twisted know, steel and sex appeal. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. That, no, I don't think Lex Luger ever did it. There were no? se- several guys used it in like Mid South wrestling in different areas, but they um, superstar Billy Graham might have used it. I mean, we could Google it, but it was a it was a phrase that was passed on and ripped off that lots of different guys used in the territories. But Dusty Rhodes did not do it because you look at the rules. Like, I'm not 255 pounds of twisted feel and <laughs> Seth appeal, baby. I'm just like, I, like I'm just, <laughs> I got I got a butt that's a little bit big. I got a belly that's a little bit big. But let me tell you something, Ric Flair. Did you, did you just completely forget what you were going to say, Dusty Rhodes? <laughs> that's the road American dream, baby. Son of a plumber. Son of a plumber. Got it, got it. All right, fair enough. So I, have, I, I don't think that was—I don't think that was probably my best Dusty, but I don't know. I don't know. How I thought that, I thought that was pretty good. I, I don't remember you ha- doing a better Dusty, yeah. although Dusty is one of your one of your good ones, I think. Nick, we do have a card to break down: UFC Fight Night, Makhachev versus Moises Nikolai. This is the matchup that their head coaches have been waiting for for a long time. Big this card. is a <laughs> <laughs> this card. Uh, this is a card of this is a weird ass card, but two studs here. We're talking about I think two studs. We got the heir apparent to Khabib Nurmagomedov, okay, a guy who's lost before. He got knocked out, um, but he's good and he fought Drew Dober tough. Um, but there's a big difference between you know having a Khabib style, having Khabib training, and, and doing just doing what he did in there. And this guy Tiago Moises is no he's no uh, he's no walk in the park. The uh, I think the odds for this match are completely insane. I agree. They're way too far apart. I don't disagree with Fucking you. Fucking mi- minus 800 or something, minus 830. Yeah. I mean look look the the odds makers are going to basically tailor the odds to make it so that there's two-way action, right? There's not a whole lot of people that are putting bets on Moises here except for the fact that the odds are so lopsided and he has improved significantly over the last couple of years that he can, he can crack. 
he can crack, and he's dangerous on the bot. He's, he's got dangerous jujitsu. I don't think he's going to sub him, but no, no, I don't think that's likely. But but catching him is certainly not out of the question, especially since this is exactly the way that Mahashev has lost in the past. Yes, his one loss. Who was his one loss to again? Uh, I forget the guy's name. I'm clicking on his record now. It was a Brazilian fellow who was long and lanky and could crack and do almost nothing else. Adriano Martins. Ah, the guy that got his head knocked off by Donald Cerrone. If I, uh, Cerrone. Yes. The same, the same Adriano Martins. That, that was actually yeah. Tiago uh, Moises isn't isn't very lanky though. He's isn't he built like a stockier stockier Brazilian build? He is built stockier, but I don't know that like reaching Makhachev has been the issue for his opponents. Uh, like I don't think the range has been the thing. I don't know that the range in itself is the reason for that knockout loss. I think I think uh, again we're we're gonna get into this, but I think Islam is just more willing, and that's. One of the differences that I'm going to discuss between him and Khabib is that he's more willing to dive in there, and well, I shouldn't say dive in there. He's more willing to strike. He's more willing. He's got kind of a kind of a point fighting style standing, and it's pretty solid. Like there's not a whole lot of mistakes. He doesn't really put himself a major risk either on the ground or on the feet. But the difference between him and Khabib is that everything Khabib did standing up was with the intention of overwhelming you enough to make a mistake so that he can take you down. Whereas Islam Makhachev, his stand-up is serviceable, man. If he absolutely has to stand up in this matchup, um, I don't think he'll be, uh, like, there's a fair chance that he'll have the edge standing, but at the very least, he's going to be competitive. Yeah, I mean, the fight that worries me the most about uh, Tiago Moises is actually his loss to Benil Daryush. I feel like is... The, that, you know, that was years uh, ago. That's a different Tiago Moises. It was two, I mean, years ago. It was two and a half years ago. But and that's but it's a lot of fights ago. That's one, two, three. F- uh, f- wait, it's like six fights ago. He had a, he lost a, a, a Wagner Hocha also. In it. But yeah, it's I, listen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm tell, I'm the one who's saying that Tiago Moises is a much live. He's a he's much more of a live dog in this fight. And it's tough. It's it's weird to see that the UFC went this route because nobody knows him. We know him. We're like Moises, is that guy that came in. He, and after, if I remember correctly, he took it on the chin from Michael Johnson in the first round, and then subbed him in the second. Yeah. And then he he came out cracking against Bobby Green and Alexander Hernandez, like yeah, just good bringing fights. it. He really did, yeah. Just totally bringing it. But no, but nobody knows him, and they're still building Makachev. Yes, he beat Drew, he beat uh, Drew Dober. But I mean, who's he scene- really beat, though? Like, can you mention a single name? Uh, the, the best name on his record by far is Armand Saryukan, who is going to be, I think, like a top eight, top nine guy perennially in the next year or so. I mean, Dober's good. Nick Lentz is good. good. Knocking out Gleason Tebow in the who just beat Rory McDonald, beat in quotes, um, in 57 seconds. People don't flatline Gleason Tebow in 57 seconds. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and if, if that ever happened at any other point in his career, I'd be pretty impressed with it, but uh, there's not a whole lot of reason to not believe it's a lucky shot. Let me make my guy there poor thinner drive. I got something to say about Mr. Islam Magate. Apologies, um, what, uh, <laughs> what, uh, what I was going to say was that <laughs> Makachev just doesn't have a ton to gain here, and I'm really. It must be because no one would take the fight. That's but exactly there are there are war torn. There are there are guys that are past their prime who have big names at 155 that they could use to build this guy. Uh, like as Dos Anjos, who doesn't want to fight him, right? Who? who yeah. Would, who do you think? Who? Like outside, Dos Anjos doesn't want to fight him. Dos Anjos basically put out this stipulation. He said, "I will fight Makachev only if after I beat him, Khabib fights me." 
Uh, Khabib wouldn't agree to that under any circumstances. Why? Khabib, Khabib already. Uh, I mean, Khabib already crushed him. But okay, right. here, here's a here's a I mean, here's a sick fight for Makachev. Gregor Gillespie. That's a good fight for Makachev. Um, I'm into it, but but that's again that that brings the same issue, right? We need him to move up the ladder. I mean, Ferguson. Um, I'm trying to look at guys who are known. You know who I think should fight Ferguson next, Nikolai? Conor McGregor. Yes. Nikolai, it's a win-win, right? Tony Ferguson gets a major money fight, although there's a good chance he is foolish enough to just be like, yeah, my usual contract, that works. Um, Conor McGregor can knock him out. Tony Ferguson can overwhelm him if he gets past the first uh, few minutes. So it's, it's a fascinating matchup. It's interesting. Both are past their prime. Both are a fraction of who they were years ago. And I think it's, it's kind of the perfect fight. They're going to talk so much shit to each other that this fight's going to sell through the roof. And uh, I mean, I, I don't know if Connor, I don't know if Connor would be down for it, but I don't see why not. I think it's a perfect style matchup. And Tony Ferguson is number five in the world somehow still, which means Connor McGregor, you know, with the win over him, maybe a win over Michael Johnson or Benil Daryush, Michael Chandler or Benil Daryush, maybe we're talking title shot again, especially if Dustin Poirier is able to beat Oliveira. So I think that might be Connor's best shot to get to that fourth uh Poirier fight the problem is I don't th- I don't think Connor's I don't think Connor's got the pop to to knock out guys that are that thick and that strong anymore I don't think as the, the le- as I, I mean I think my, I think Michael Chandler's pretty stout and I think Benil Daryush I mean those are guys that have been knocked out before but they're bigger than the 145ers that he used to sleep Connor has not shown like lights out power at 155 he just hasn't uh, no, what I think is the issue with Connor is that he can't. You're right. Him being a bully and the much larger man at 145, that was a major, major element to his success early in his UFC career. But at 155, it it worked against somebody like Alvarez, right? But look at who he fought outside of Alvarez. Kind was, of, but he 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 hurt Alvarez a bunch of times. But it wasn't like it wasn't a one and done. And Eddie and Eddie fought him no, but, like he was in a video game. He no, clipped but, him a ton Eddie, of times. Yeah, but Eddie gave him the the perfect fight for Conor McGregor, but Eddie's still Eddie. Eddie doesn't get clipped and knocked hasn't out. Hasn't Eddie? Hasn't Eddie? Hasn't Eddie been hurt by everybody in every fight for the last fifteen years? I love Eddie Alvarez, but like yes, but Eddie has never been completely like virtuoso style, just demolished over the course of a couple of rounds like that. Nobody's done that to him, man. Like even at this point in his career, nobody's done that to him. That was. That was incredibly impressive. No, no, he was in wars. That wasn't a war. That was a one. That was a one-sided ass. Yeah, kick. that was a beating. Like Conor McGregor had his hands behind his back for, you know, good several seconds. They were standing right in front. Yeah, of him. That was. I'll give. I'll always give McGregor that. McGregor absolutely ran through Alvarez. Absolutely did. And here's the thing. The difference I think now is that I said this in the last episode. I said this before the uh, second Poirier McGregor matchup is that. A smart fighter will not fall right into his offense. All you have to do is run at him, and he will clip you. He's been getting people to run at him by first talking all kinds of shit to make him, to make them want to get him as soon as possible, and second, by throwing those distant kicks that just agitate you from a distance and make you want to get at him with your hands. It's worked for him in the past. I think a game planner and an experienced guy and a guy is truly skilled everywhere like Poirier, like that's not going to work at this point, especially after you gave up that second uh, fight to him the way that you did. Um, you know, it's, Connor is a fraction of who he was, but there's no question. There's no doubt that man is something truly, truly special. Is he insane? Yes. Is he somewhat of a criminal? Yes. Is he kind of a piece of shit of a human being at this point? Yes. But there is something absolutely one in a trillion about that man and what he was able to accomplish in the way that he changed the sport 
in in many ways for the better in as far as fighter pay right john jones wouldn't have been demanding no 10 15 million dollars if conor mcgregor hadn't paved the way and john jones is arguably pound for pound best of all time in in the sport right and and even that guy wouldn't have demanded this, that kind of money that kind of relatively minuscule money compared to other sports if it wasn't for mcgregor leading the way the crossover fight mcgregor uh was the kind of trailblazer for that right so there's a lot of very special shit about conor mcgregor going from collecting welfare in ireland to a couple years later being a billionaire to within a couple years of that being like a hundred millionaire like the guy is unimaginable in the accomplishments that he has behind him but he is no longer an elite fighter his weaknesses are known they are exasperated he hasn't improved being that he trains with a shitty camp and on top of all of that his tendencies have been noticed guys know not to run into his offense by the way just like gilbert burns knew not to run into uh stephen thompson's offense he knew to taper back he knew that he could not lead that was smart like th that's a game plan shift that his camp made uh conor mcgregor is not capable of that his adjustment against nate diaz leg kicks his adjustment against dustin poirier leg kicks not impressive um but again he is something special nick we got a fight card to break down should we dive into this motherfucker why not well you seem super <laughs> excited <laughs> let's do it who's got first pick this week i've got first pick you took a big one last week Wait, did it work out for you? I can't remember. Let me see. 106. Yeah, it did. I, t I picked Sean O'Malley. God damn it. Yeah, you did. And you know what? If it wasn't another 30 seconds, Nick, the decision would have gone the other way. I just want to throw that out there. Now, we have... I've, I've got to make, uh, as my first pick, Nikolai, I think I'm going to take Amanda Lemos to beat Montserrat Ruiz. Ruiz is a little fucking powerhouse. She's extremely strong right she has a judo background yeah she flipped she flipped what's her name all over uh what, she the, did bays right yeah yeah she, she shan bays yeah Bays. And, and, yeah. and she just like she gets that she gets that head and arm throw she 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 holds on to the scarf she could literally just hold you there for five minutes you can't do shit about it but amanda lamos isn't young she's extremely explosive super technical serious power in her hands extremely strong herself right and uh, good power grappling game if she needs to against like a less experienced grappler. I'm taking Lamos, but this matchup sucks since Ruiz might just be legit, like maybe not exciting, but legit. And she might possibly hold on to Lamos for a few rounds to win a snoozer. But I like I, I'm you know I like Lamos a lot as as much as she's in her mid to late 30s. I think she's a real prospect. I want to see her against Angela Hill if she can come out of uh, with a winner in this one. Oh, that's interesting. Okay, if you say so. No, I, th I think so, too. I think uh, if I remember correctly from uh, from the stats, um, Lamos, Lamos has a height and reach advantage similar to that of the only opponent who's defeated uh, Ruiz. Really? So, yeah, I, I, th yeah, I mean, I think Lamos is the, cl is the clear favorite here. Now, we got it. This card's just a mess. And the question is, does Nick do his double down? Because there's one fighter who DraftKings has at plus 165, even though no other no other place does, and I, think I know who you're talking about. I was just looking. I'm going to do it, baby. Nick is going to hope gonna that shoot. he's allowed to get away with this. Go ahead. I, I'm going to shoot the three pointer. I'm going to. I am going to get away with it. I'll cut it right here. It's plus 165. So I'm getting my double. It ain't plus 165. I'm on the I'm on I'm on the Cosby book. Show. I am Theo and Cockroach, and I am having a double bacon burger dog right now, motherfucker. So I'm going to Go pick it, Billy Quarantillo. I thought so. To defeat Gabriel Benitez. Uh, I think I think Quarantillo is probably going to lose the first round, and then he's and then um, I think he's just gonna 
Uh, I think he's going to outpace uh, the powerful uh, Benitez and kind of grit out a 29-28. I figured you might do that, Nick. I It doesn't qualify, though, man. Like, everybody has him. Why like, not? Plus- it's got... DraftKings uh-huh. is where I bet, and it's at one six. It's at plus one sixty five. Who are you? Yeah, fucking but, you! Lo- wait, but, you're the you're the Las Vegas uh, like gambling commission. You're the com- you're the gaming commission. You're LQ no. Jones and Casino. You're gonna make me. No, you're not. You're not. I'm, I'm looking the, at seven sports books. Say no. Shut the fuck it, up. Say that that, say thank you, Mr. Rothstein, Here's, sir. Right, thank listen, you, Mr. Settle, Rothstein, settle sir. Settle down. I'm not. Fella. I'm putting. Settle down. Here's what I'll say. I think this is fair. Even though we have a rule that it has to be on point, and we did, by the way, talk about at least three sportsbook having it that way. We I'm did okay not. With two, I don't yes, remember that rule. Right, three right, sportsbooks. Listen, 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 listen. You got <laughs> you got one single outlier sportsbook that outlier. It. It's the biggest one. It is not the biggest one. Stop Draft being ridiculous. DraftKings Draft is, is not the biggest is not, one. Is not, that's not the, that's not America's biggest gambling organization right now for sports betting. No, it's not. They just got into actual sports betting, dude. They've been doing their draft thing this whole time. They just got into sports betting. They're trying to compete with the big guys. Look, Nikolai, in that in that department at least. Nick, look. If I'll tell you what, if by the end of if by the end of this week, at least two other sports book have it a plus one sixty five. At least that number. No, then I'm, then, I'm not, then I'm not uh-huh. picking it this early. It's only it, worth it. You picked it. I wish you all of the no, best and all of your no, future that, endeavors. Nope, nope. I'm not picking that second if you're not guaranteeing me the double points. I'm not guaranteeing the double points. You made well, the first kid. I don't remember. I do not have any recollection of us saying three three sports books have to have it at those odds. That's a new rule. I swear, I, I do have no recollection of that. All right. You know what? Fine. That is no, no, no. Don't give it to One me. Just let me walk back fine. the pick. I'll Nick, pick something else. Enjoy it. I want to be. It, I want to know. I'm honorable. I, I bet like you are. You I are, do you are far from honor. honorable. You can keep a uh, neck. My no, I'm not. I don't know. I'm not taking it. Nope. What do you, I'm, no, un- I'm, so, I'm, I'm undoing that yours. pick. I'm going to make another pick. Go ahead. I'm going to pick Cupcake Misha Tate over Marion Renault. I think this is a um, – I think Tate physically uh, looks really good at the at the moment. She's only 34 years old still. Um, she's had time off. She had her kid. She's no longer together with Brian Carraway. Um, and she's coming up uh, coming off against a fighter who hasn't won in – about three and a half years when she was able to choke out Sarah McMahon, who's a good fighter, who seems to seems to kind of, to, to pardon the pun, she seems to choke in, situa- in situations where, she, where she's not sure what to do in position. And despite her amazing wrestling, uh, she gets she gets subbed a lot. So Marion Renault's lost to Zingano, Kunitskaya, Rocky Pennington, and Macy Chazan since then. Those are all good fighters, and she was competitive against Chazan, if I remember correctly. But... I don't think that she's got the tools to stop Tate's straight up team alpha male style wrestling game. I think Tate's going to box a little. Renault's not going to be able to hurt her if she if she clips her. Um, and I think that Tate's. I just think Tate's going to be able to spend three rounds in top control uh, uh, doing some GNP. Uh, yeah, there's an entirely good chance. Um... Tate was like an okay striker by 2015 standards at 135 pounds in the women's division. She was a pretty good grappler, though, coming back at age 34, Nick. I can't believe she's only 34. She retired at like 28, and so did Rousey, Nick. That's fucking nuts. I didn't realize they were that young when that happened. Renell's a pretty good overall. She's pretty good overall, but doesn't throw enough in the first 10 minutes to really like win decisions. Usually wins the third round, but it's too little too late by then in most cases. 
Tate won't likely get submitted. Tate won't likely get hurt on the feet. She's the better wrestler by a mile. So we have a fighter who's yeah. coming was, back from She was retirement. 30. She was 30 when she lost to Rocky. She was 30. Okay, she was 30. Um, so we have a fighter who's coming back from retirement at age 34. Is she 34 now, Nick? Do I have that part right? Yeah. God damn it. She's 34. She'll be, um, she'll be 35 in August, August 18th. That is an important, important stat. She's going up against someone who is in her retirement fight at 44. Uh, oddly enough, coming back from retirement 10 years younger than the opponent she's about to face. I'll take uh, Misha to grind out kind of a gritty decision. Uh, I'm there with you. Like I expect that she hasn't fallen off by a mile. I suspect her injuries have healed. She's maybe in a good place, unlike uh, unlike back in back in those days uh, with all the drama between her and Brian Caraway. So uh, I'm there with you on Misha Tate. And my second pick is going to be in the main event, Nick. I've got to take Mahachev. Um, He's improved his striking, but mostly kind of a point fighter, more developed standing than Khabib, but quite a bit uh, less like horsepower, even standing up, right? He's not going to have the right hand to, to drop most guys like Khabib did. Not going to have that piston jab per se, but a pretty good jab overall. Uses kind of a rhythmic movement that I think makes opponents unsure when he comes in, whether he's coming off for offensive strikes or for takedowns. And I think the fear of takedowns is part of what makes his striking more effective. Once he grabs hold, though, he like stays on you, stays in a safe position. Unlike Khabib, he's not trying to do damage with ground and pound, right? He just like solidifies position, holds on, slowly starts setting up a submission, hoping for the best. In most cases, he's going to go to decision against a good opponent, um, not scared of ground and pound at all. Boys is a Jets guy who's improved in a big way at American Top Team recently. Those couple of wins that we discussed earlier. Still won't win from bottom position, though, right? And doesn't have the power to hurt Mahashev like Mahashev's one loss. Plus, Mahashev was a young prospect back then without the kind of the stand-up game to speak of. Now he's, like, really developed in all areas. Um, both developing fighters, but Mahashev, I think, is just, like, several steps ahead and and started his UFC career where earlier uh, has been in the middle of this division for so long. So I like Islam Mahashev to pick up a pretty boring, boring decision in the main event. <sighs> Yeah, I, I mean, I think you're probably right. I think I think there's an 80% chance that happens. I think there's a 20% chance that Moises just, you know, com- comes out the way that Chris Montino or whatever the hell is his name, that he just pushes that he just pushes forward and scares or hurts him early with a crack, and and, and is able to win a win a striking battle uh, by virtue of of doing damage and putting him on uh, silly street early in the fight. We'll see. I I don't want to say I'm not predicting an upset. I'm just saying eh, I don't know. I think the odds are crazy. I would have this much much more at like a minus two fifty than a minus eight thirty or something. Minus four fifty. Minus minus four fifty. Okay. Yeah. I I think the way that Moises has looked in his last two fights, he deserves a little bit better than that. I agree, and quite frankly. A minor investment on Moises is not the worst thing, especially if you parlay that, if you kind of hedge with a bet on Islam Makhachev by decision, because I don't think he's likely to finish this fight unless Moises' gas tank is just not ready for five rounds. Makhachev is super safe, doesn't do much damage. You know, he might tire an opponent out. But he doesn't seem like he's like got Moises. the... I don't think I don't think Moises... I'd be very, very surprised if Moises has gas tank problems. I think it's. I think it's an exciting fight. I'm looking forward to it. You think this will be an exciting fight, man? I, it's a, I think I think it's an exciting matchup. We'll see. I mean, of course, if Moises ends up underneath him, up against the cage, that for you know for twenty five minutes, it's going to be boring. But I just I could see Moises being a firecracker early and making this very interesting. We'll see. Just real quick, Nick, uh, Makhachev wins by unanimous decision. 
plus 160. That is not that's the low. worst bet. That is no, that's fantastic. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think that's a pretty good bet to make to make on this. One. I don't under I don't understand how he's decision. how he's. Tell me then how. Oh, that's unanimous. Yeah, yeah very specific, how, right? A split decision wouldn't do it. Yeah. Majority. I, oh, I mean, if he's gonna. Okay, that's interesting, but it's just crazy to me that him winning is is minus eight thirty and winning by decision is unanimous decision. It's very specific. Minus one fifteen if you're betting on him by decision. Period. Um, he doesn't tend to go to unanimous decisions. If he's winning a decision, he has dominated several yeah. rounds. So yeah, I, I don't I don't see why a split should be likely, except we have some shitty judges out there. What is your second draft pick? Do I bet with my head or my heart? Oh, a heart bet. That that is the question. I think that uh, you know I. It's still early to tell how good he is, but I think the UFC is is building up uh, little Frankie Figueredo. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna pick him over the Canadian fighter uh, Malcolm Gordon, um, who's yet who's yet to win in the in the UFC. And you're at this 125 weight class, and you you kick off um, you kick off 0 and two. You know, two for getting beat twice in the first round should be 135, Nick. What? Should be 135, I think. The, the division. They both no, they're both flyweights. Oh, you're right. It's 125. Wow. Don't try to tell me my fucking business. Don't tell me my game when I live and breathe this shit all day. When I can tell you what these guys had for breakfast yesterday, and you're like, no, 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 they're bantamweights. When you I'm in the middle is, of explaining, it's that, it's that Gordon hmm. made his UFC debut at 135. That's what uh, that's what made me make that well, mistake. Apologies. He, he lost. Okay, so he lost at 135 and then lost at 125. Yeah, basically. So, yeah, I'm just I, I'm thinking they're feeding they're feeding Figueredo. I have not watched a lot of tape on Gordon, um, but yeah, his last fight he got fin- he got finished in 44 seconds by Muda Mudajerji Mudajerji Su. <laughs> wow, I sounded like I was having an energy. Thank you for subjecting us to that, Nick. That was just. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna go with little Figgy over Malcolm Gordon. Yeah, I'm definitely there with just, it. Gordon's just a fucking decent... because. That's my that's my that's my crack analysis. Just fucking because stand. Gordon's a decent grappler, but doesn't have the athleticism, the chin, or the heart to compete in the UFC, in my opinion. Figueredo, like he's obviously uh, Davidson's little brother, should get a first round knockout here. I think he's gonna send Gordon back to the Canadian minor leagues. So I'm in agreement with you there, and that was in my top like five or six, uh, top five. I'm gonna pick in my next. I can't one. believe you picked the main event over that, but whatever. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's fair. Maybe that's a fair point. Um, not a bad point you're making, Nick. I'm gonna take in the main event of the prelims, Nick, which we all know is really like what we're all gonna be there for. Am I right? I'm gonna take my boy the, Daniel Rodriguez. The fans' beat, main event. The fans' main event. I'm gonna take Daniel Rodriguez to beat Preston Parsons. Uh, Parsons has some good grappling and like pretty offensively violent clinch game, but I don't think that'll be enough against Rodriguez on especially on one week notice. He's too like offensively minded without much in the way of defense. And Rodriguez's hands, his takedown defense, his experience will win the day, um, especially with like Parsons being very aggressive and Rodriguez being a really good counter striker and having a full training camp. I like Rodriguez in this situation. Um, Rodriguez has been clipped though in the UFC, so there's a chance Parsons has a way in that way. You know, 
talk, talk to me. Rodriguez has got those those very good wins over Mike Perry, where he looked great, and Dwight Grant choked out Tim Means. He's a good fighter. What happened in the Nicholas Dalby fight? Because like what we've seen, it was not a good decision. <laughs> yeah, because we haven't seen. I mean, he's only lost to Means, but but Dalby hasn't. Uh, I thought no, Dalby lost Dalby, another Dalby's fight a- after that. Uh, he you recently did. He recently did. He lost his last fight, I believe. Dolby's a good fighter. He's, you know, he's just not like super athletic or durable. But uh, I'm looking at MMA MMA decisions. They have it pretty split. I do think like a lot of the, a lot of like the real experts would thought that Rodriguez deserved the decision. But again, yeah, it was close. It was competitive. Dolby doesn't usually get dominated. Like he makes it competitive with anyone. You might you might like clip him and have a dominant moment or two against him in one round. But then he'll he's going to make every other round super competitive. He's he's a gritty like gritty mentally strong guy who has plenty of heart so he's not one to make it easy on anyone the oh that's what i'm remembering dalby had the win over Oliveira, and then he lost to jesse ronson and then ronson got it overturned because of uh some drugs um right i knew there was a i knew there was some strange strange dalby stuff that had happened beforehand um yeah i had d-rod also so we back to my pick now yes look at all these Look at this cavalcade! <laughs> this cavalcade of studs we got going on here. Next, some major right. major names on this one. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the most. Uh, hang on, I gotta pull back up the gosh darn topology page. Just give all me right, a- fella. Let's get the the show on the road. Yeah. Don't need to. Read I'm the on guy's the road. Record. I'm not gonna read the guy's record. I'm gonna tell you what town he's from. This gentleman is. Oh, from- <laughs> so important. <laughs> I can't <laughs> pronounce. <laughs> I can't pronounce that town, so we're just going to go right by them. <laughs> I'm <laughs> Listen, I'm going to go with what we all want. I'm going to go with Matus Gemrot. Gemro. Okay. Yeah. Gemro at uh, the I'm Pole. I'm not sure about that, by the way. Yeah. Out of Poznan, Poland, yeah. uh, to defeat Jeremy Stevens. Who you I think this is going to be a close fight, but, uh, man, I used to like Stevens, but I didn't like what he did to Drakkar Close. And he, he's, he's a redneck. He's, got, he's done some weird shit. He's ended up in jail. I don't know if he has domestics. But he also was referring to people who um, – referring to Ryan Hall and people who fight that way as ankle biters. He's like, that's how, you, that's how you knock out an ankle biter. I'm like, wake the fuck up, Jeremy Stevens. Just like, grow up. Look at you throwing some shade, Nick. That was like such a Trump thing to do, Nick. Did you just say, I don't know if he has any domestics, but – that's like a Sean Hannity, Donald Trump kind of thing to say about somebody, Nikolai. That's not very nice. No, do you don't remember when they had the bail Jeremy Stevens out of jail? Like before- yeah, I, th- I, I, I could be wrong, but I think, I think he got into a fight. Nick, when somebody has a domestic violence history, I do not tend to fucking forget it. Even if there's like an accusation, I am pissed off, Nikolai. Well, I'm, not, I'm not accusing him. I just, oh, God, now I'm going <laughs> to... Go ahead, Google it. Uh, look, Stevens is kind of an overrated finisher since he's actually only had a few UFC knockouts, but... The few wins by knockout are super violent, so they're memorable. Stevens has mediocre footwork. He's slow, but he has an unlimited gas tank and a plethora of experience, and he's like throws violent shots. Gambro's a pretty good striker. He's consistent with uh, kind of these ankle pick takedowns, which I assume is part of the reason why Stevens uh, made that tweet. By the way, it was kind of a sad jab at his next opponent in hopes that he wouldn't go for as many. He does leave... um, like he does leave a lot of openings. He has this weird unorthodox movement, and when he moves in, he kind of leaves himself exposed. I have concerns about him walking into a Stevens bomb, but he should have a good footwork advantage here, uh, and should be able to get the occasional takedown as Stevens gets aggressive. Even though Stevens' takedown defense is overall good, plus Stevens is, is coming good. back to 
Yeah, he's coming back to 155 pounds, and I wonder if he'll be in the same cardio shape as usual. I don't expect expect his speed to be like improved at 155. I think Gamro should be able to frustrate Stevens and eke out two rounds with Stevens. Like Gamro's going to win two rounds super close, and Stevens is going to take one round pretty clearly, and Gamro will walk, in, walk out with, I think, a 29-28. All right, so from 2012, referring to an event that happened on October 15, 2011, I was definitely wrong. It wasn't a domestic, but I knew it was bad. Jeremy Stevens and a co-conspirator beat a victim for about one minute, causing him to lose his consciousness once, to stop breathing twice, and sending him to the hospital in critical condition, Des Moines police allege, in new details emerging from Stevens' felony case. Sounds like a good dude. Sounds like a good dude. Doesn't, doesn't sound like a good dude, but um, I just feel like that is by far the most egregious thing he's done that I've heard of. Pushing a guy before a fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make, beating a guy until he stops breathing twice is pretty. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. pretty egregious. I, I just feel like you you reacted to him push. And granted, Drogar close like he had like some some kind of a neck injury from it. But like he pushed the guy post weigh in, like at the face off. Is it something that we've never seen before? No. But you act as if that is the equivalent of beating a guy for a minute straight and, and, and having him lose his life two or three times in that process. Uh, but anyway, let's let's move on. We do agree on that. When, pick, I'm, when I'm on my sportsmanship Zoom with George St. Pierre and Khabib Nurmagomedov, we yeah. talk about what you do and what you don't do. And both of them told me personally that yeah. they thought what Steven Studd was, did was repugnant. I am not impressed by your performance. It's a bullshit move. It's bull- bullshit guy, bullshit... This is number one bullshit. I wonder what Khabib thinks number two bullshit is. Has he ever mentioned it? Number two bullshit is... Uh... <laughs> Sometimes I see someone wear a f- fluffy hat. It's not the best brand of fluffy hats. Charles Oliveira, UFC champion, number two bullshit. It's good. So, it's good to have title. Let them have. Let I'm gone. Let them all have title. They work hard. He have doesn't title. say gone. Um, I'm going to in my next pick. I'm going to take Miles Johns to beat Anderson Dos Santos. Dos Santos has some solid grappling and plenty of experience to drown kind of the less crafty opponents. But Miles Johns, when I think will eat him alive with his jab, should be fine from top position as the better wrestler. Like he should be able to get takedowns and should be safe there. I'm taking Johns by a wide decision unless he can land a bomb late on a very tired Dos Santos. I also had Johns in that fight, as does the rest of the world. Um, I am... Oh, boy. Believe in yourself. All right, I'm going to go now with the Billy Quarantillo over Gabriel Benitez fight, hoping that it gets uh, closer to that 165. No, no, get the fuck out of here. I'm not giving you that. It's not your second pick. You don't want to pick it? Good luck to you, sir. Wait, what do you mean? I just picked it. Oh yeah, I'm saying you can pick it, but it ain't no underdog pick. It's an under, if it's an underdog pick. If you said if if the two of them buy, you're just saying it's automatically not an underdog pick, even if they all close at that rate. Okay, that's fine. Then I'll just pick Billy Quant. I'm not saying it's an underdog pick at all. It's not an underdog pick. All just because right. one sports book is trying to get more people to to hop on there, what's it called? Doesn't mean that like by 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 changing the odds from what they should Hang be. Hang on, I want to I'm gonna I want to look and see if the odds have changed since we've been doing the show. <laughs> Three different three three different books have it at one at plus one fifty now. Do they really? Are you serious, Nick? That's your underdog pick, buddy. If that's really the case, you Sc- tell me it's updated Sc- in the last few minutes. Or are you fucking with me? Scouts honor. I'm looking at it right now. I don't trust you for a fucking second. Uh, let me see here. Where is that fight? What was uh, Billy Quar- William Quarantillo? 
you lying second <laughs> this and that. Uh, the best odds I see outside of that is plus 140, which is not far, but the norm seems to be plus 135. There's a plus there's a plus 130 uh, in, on a couple of sports books. Yeah, all right, all right, all right. I was just fucking with you. You don't have to read everything and bore the shit out of people. I've, got to, I've been carrying the show all night. You can stop reading numbers. Nick, you don't have the conditioning to carry three minutes of the show, let alone the 40 or so minutes that we're into this thing. That, re- that really hurt. You've I seen question me go. Your, I question you see me go hard rounds. It was endurance. a long. It was, it was a long time ago. It was years ago that you saw me go hard rounds. But yeah, that is true. I got to get. Years I got to get back you were in there. Younger man, you were in a different weight division. No, I was. I was. I was old. Oh, you fucker! I was old then too. <laughs> I was like thirty-seven. I was like 36, 37. Whoa, and, whoa, whoa! Yeah. If that's old, Nikolai, then you are insulting me, good sir. I was st- anyway. I'm gonna get back in there. I'm going to go, and then I'm going to find those guys that used to beat me up, and I'm going to find Kendo, <laughs> who's probably 112 now. And, and Nuno, still just a, just like a brick just house. Just made of, made of granite. <laughs> yes. And I am, I am going to kick all of them in the nuts and then run away. I'm going to make sure and save this clip, send it over to those guys, because I happen to be Facebook friends with all of them. <laughs> the, only person I would, I'm only, the only one I would kick in the nuts is Nelson, because he threw me out of the gym. Yeah, that guy's – did he actually – yeah, he threw me out. Of, he threw me out of the Harlem location because he, I was having trouble. I wasn't doing sequences right, and all these new people were. And to make oh, an example man. of me, he's like, he's like, you oh. know this, you know these combos, you're not serious. Get out! He made fucking made me get out of the Whoa. gym. Oh, he wanted to make an example of you, Nick, and he did. Now, here's the thing about Quarantino versus Benitez. Quarantino, obviously, like super pressure fighter. He's kind of a swarmer. He's not athletic at all, but super, super gritty. Usually loses in the early going in a fight of a fight and then kind of takes over late. Benitez may be able to win this fight, much like Gavin Tucker did, but he doesn't have the wrestling to keep Billy honest. Right. I feel like right. Quarantillo should win a, could win a controversial decision where Benitez lands the clearly bigger shots, but because yes. Quarantillo is moving forward, maybe the judges give it to him. But I'm favoring Benitez. He's a, he's a scrambly, a, scrappy, scrappy, durable guy. And Benitez is a plant it and fire it fucking banger. Here's the thing, though. Billy takes advantage of inexperienced or unconditioned opponents, right? He gets kind of beat up by them early and then starts to take over once their gas tank runs out, once, they're, they, once they, they can't mentally handle the pressure. Benitez has a solid gas tank. It's a rope-a-dope, rope-a-dope strategy, you're saying. I mean, by just running forward into every one of your opponent's shots and pretending like you're not hurt. Fair what's enough. the what's um, the what's the cage fight version of rope dope? Is it fence and mensch? No, it's. Uh, <laughs> no, no, but, no. but, but let's 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 plan let's plan, uh, let's plan cage that discussion of, for the next episode, Nick, because the next ca- card is probably uh. even worse than this one. But just quickly, Benitez has a solid gas tank, so he's not going to get tired in that in that second and third round and let Corintillo take over, right? He lands hard shots and should be more skilled, I think, in most places. Plus. Benitez likes fighting on the back foot. Like, he's very comfortable and used to that, which is exactly what Quarantillo will give him the opportunity to do. So I'm going to take Benitez. I realize this is a smaller cage, which actually favors Quarantillo. Uh, if this was a plus 150 Quarantillo legitimately, I would have picked Quarantillo already because I think it's worth that kind of juice. But but at, at these odds, uh, for, for a single point, I, I would have edged toward, uh, toward the more experienced, more crafty uh, fighter. You just got to also look at Quarantillo's wins. They're not exactly over impressive opposition. My next pick. Is going to be in the Rodrigo. Wait, who'd you pick in that one then? You think, so you think I'm going to lose? You pick Benitez? Uh, yeah, I'm edging toward Benitez. Like, like if, if again, if Quarantillo was a, like a plus 150, 160 uh, underdog, I would have either picked him or I would have placed a bet on him. At these odds, I like I, I don't think that's enough juice because Quarantillo, like he gets dominated by mediocre fighters before he takes over late. 
Benitez is not a mediocre fighter, and he's not going to let you take over late if he's doing well early. So um, as much as I can see this being kind of close, and Quartillo is a taller man, and I realize he, he's going to put the numbers out there, uh, and it's in a smaller cage. I see the risk, but not at these odds. Uh, my next pick is going to be in the Rodrigo Nascimento Allen Boudou matchup. Badeau trains Bardo. out of the same... Yeah, Bardot. Uh, he trains out of the same gym where, obviously, the top heavyweights, Francis Ngannou and Cyril Gaon, started in France. He is a wild, entertaining striker, but has no idea what's happening on the ground. Nascimento may be coming off of a knockout loss, but he's a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt, trains an American top team, some pretty high-level stuff behind him, right? Should be able to get a takedown and strangle Allen in the first few minutes. If Nascimento is wary of the knockout and fights tentatively because of that darkest knockout that he's coming off of, uh, he could get clipped but by something kind of fancy and sloppy at the same time, but... Uh, I'm going with Nascimento. I actually think this is... Um, I'm a little surprised that I picked this one a little bit earlier. Yeah, I'm a little... Uh, I'm a little surprised by that also. I'm surprised we both let that one hang. Um, but I didn't, Nick. I got that motherfucker. I got him. Uh, this next people. fight... All right, there's only tough picks left. How many do we have tough yep. two? Just two, yeah. Uh, and these are tough picks. I actually oh, think that uh, you're going to basically pick the next fight, and then the other fight is going to be kind of a cliffhanger. We can both quickly break it down, but uh, if there's another fight that falls out, that fight takes that place for either one of oh, us uh, if one of our draft, draft picks doesn't come through. All right. I'm, I'm going to kick myself for doing this, but... And if I not, I'm, I'm volunteering to kick you. I'm pretty good at it. No. I know your like legs a speeding are heel apparently... kick? Yeah, Okay. Lethal weapon, I got it. You you you, you know how to kickbox. It's awesome. Yeah, sport thanks. sport sport of the future, like they told us in say anything. Sarcasm um, noticed and quickly ignored. I. Whew. I. You know he looked he looked not great against Anthony Hernandez. I think we can agree. Um, yes. When he fell asleep in this, in this <laughs> between rounds, essentially, Not a good luck. but <laughs> it was five months ago. I gotta believe he's he he's training to not let that happen again, and I nothing, you know. I gotta believe that his level uh, his level of jujitsu and his ability to get this fight where he wants to. Is something that Dustin uh, Stoltzfus. Stolt, how the fuck do you say this guy's name? I, Stoltz. That's as close as I'm willing to try. Stoltzfus. Stoltzfus. I, I just don't think he's got, that he'll be able to stop him. If he does, you know, Hadolfo could be in trouble again. But I, I, I like to think that he that he learned his lesson and he's going to get a first round submission here. Now Stoltzfus has his own submission wins, but we're talking about an ab an absolute top-level, world-class jiu-jitsu guy um, who, in other fights, I think has shown that he, sh- he should be able to get the fight where where he wants to. Um, Nick, this so fight is go- worth only about six more seconds. It is not that serious, goddammit. But I do agree with oh, you. I- I'm, trying to, I'm trying to catch up to you, so I'm going with... with I'm going to pick... H- I'm, I'm Hemming and Holland. I'm going to go with Hidalfo Vera. Fair enough. Uh, Dustin has a great record, but he spent his career in kind of the thin European regional scene. And yeah, he, fought of, you, he fought you there, right? Weren't you one of the cans that got thrown up to him that got kicked Nick, in the head? Un, yeah. and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this. I wanted this to be extremely clear to you. Un-motherfucking-defeated, Biatch. Moving so on. am I, technically. 
in that you've never competed. That is true. Exactly. He's athletic. I, <laughs> my O is, is not going to go. I'm undefeated. No. I've, neither of your O's are ever going to go anywhere. He's athletic <laughs> and strong, but not highly skilled. Not the best position to be in as a UFC fighter. I think he basically made his career fighting a bunch of 170-pounders that didn't really belong in there with a much bigger man. Very has serious grappling, but he's kind of old and doesn't manage his energy to be like dangerous for more than seven minutes. If he can settle down and not extend all, uh, expend all his energy in the first few minutes, he can win. Also, if he just like gets a clean takedown early, there's a good chance he gets a submission. So I, I'm there with you on the pick. Uh, this was literally the last one on my list. Um, and I'm kind of glad I'm getting to pick this one. Uh, I don't know. V v Vieira should win this fight in all likelihood. So it's a good pick for you, buddy. Anyway, put it. The next one is one that we can both quickly break down. Neither of us are going to draft uh, this fight unless one of our draft picks falls out you know there's a there's a an injury and, and uh, covid or what have you the kalitaha sergey morozov matchup morozov is a good offensive wrestler and the problem with him is that he's super hittable standing and taha is like very dynamic standing has a lot of power but tends to get taken down so it's kind of a story of two fights it's basically striker versus grappler in a nutshell i'm gonna go with taha i think his explosiveness is going to be enough. Sergey's defense sucks standing. Sergey might be able to get a takedown here and there, but if Taha was able to just outwork Bruno Silva the way that he did, granted Bruno Silva's a 125-pounder, but a really skilled one, right? If he was able to just out-athlete, out-rough, out just rough him up despite all the takedowns he gave up, I don't see why necessarily he could do that to Sergey Morozov, who I think is probably less skilled than Bruno Silva, even though he's got a pretty good overall record. So I'm going to take Kalit Taha in that one. Yeah. I, I guess... I was, I was, <clears throat> ah, Jesus, it's such a tough one. I like the work um, that Morozov did in M1. Um, but I like Taha also. It's, uh, I loved, I loved when he starts Boston Salmon. It's. <sighs> Start Salmon, actually. That's how I like my salmon. Boo. No, not good. Let me let me know ahead of time. I'll write your jokes for you. It'll be better for everybody. Um, all right, Nick. Next episode, the, uh, you're writing all my motherfucking jokes. All right, but are you are you still gonna make the the shitty jokes that you make throughout the podcast or? The sh what are you talking about? My jokes nothing, are amazing. Nothing. nothing. You're amazing. You're I, so shitty. Funny. I don't know what I have. No name one shitty joke from this entire podcast. Name one funny one. They're, I, they're all funny. They just—I don't remember them after I do them. They just come out. I didn't like, fuck in. Rapid, so. rapid fire gold. <laughs> so who are you picking on this one? Um, oh, that's right. Your mom's not in this fight. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Taha. How clever! Your mom's not in this fight, Nicola. Yes. Maybe you shouldn't write jokes for me after all. Let's let's just leave things where they are. I feel like they're working. So next week, Nikolai, that'll do it. I'm quickly gonna. Next go time, wear a fucking picks. shirt with sleeves. This is the second time you show up like a dress like a cam girl for our podcast. Nikolai, these guns—they deserve some air once in a while. You know what I'm saying? I can't have a, a tan line even, going over. I don't even what? work out. Wait, I, I can't see you. I don't. I don't have my. I, don't have my, I haven't been looking at you this entire time because I have my screen open with notes because I do my research and like, oh. you, you know the the topology page for some stats. But we treat this two, differently. You I perform have, better. I have, I have two monitors because I'm not broke. <laughs> I have two monitors. Motherfucker, I'm about to take a picture of my double monitor setup right here and send it to you, Nick. I don't. Ca I don't want your double monitor setup. I'm gonna go put on my Oculus and talk to strangers. I don't know what the hell an Oculus is, but I do hope that you find it's, somebody that you my, can be friends with. It's my, it's my VR headset. 
Got it, got um, it. So, um, so do you agree with that uh, Taha pick, or are you with Morozov? Yeah, I agree with, I, I agree with the cool. Taha pick. But what is an agreement so, for me matter? I'm a, I'm a guy who's cat-sitting for his ex-wife right now. So so, so I guess the, the uh, only disagreement... You shouldn't listen to me. That, that is very funny. Nick, the only disagreement we it's have... It's not a joke. That's just the reality. It's what I'm doing right but, now. But you know what? And that's why it's funny. Yeah. is because you weren't trying to make a joke. Boom! Yeah. So... Mm. <laughs> um, that's the only fight that we disagree on, right? Corintillo versus Benitez. Is there any other fight where we are not on the same page? No, I. I mean, I, if I wanted to be really provocative, I could pick Moises for a crazy upset. But I, I, you know, I think it's. I'm more. I. I think. I think that's going to be an interesting fight. I think it's going to be more interesting than people are giving credit for. Um, kudos to Moises for stepping up to take it. I. You don't take this fight if you're not hungry and you don't believe in yourself. So true. They're, they're True, in, but, but the, the, the opposite of that is Habib is gonna Habib is gonna you know in, in their team they they've been training Makachev super hard and he's gonna sure. and he's gonna be ready. I'm just I'm ex, I'm just I think this is gonna be a high, a high level uh, a high level contest. Um, high level, yes. Entertaining. We'll I see. So. I find really I find good. Makachev entertaining. I mean, I thought the Drew Dober fight was super entertaining. Drew Do- in that. In that he scored a finish, but outside of that finish, almost nothing happened. The of consequence, right? He just kept taking him down at will because Drew, Drew Dober's takedown defense sucks. I mean, Drew Dober's like the perfect opponent for Makachev, right? If you're gonna if you're gonna draw up the perfect style matchup, it's Drew Dober. No, Drew Dober's so, the Matt. He's the Matt Riddle of the UFC. Well, actually, yes, Matt Riddle was a UFC. I for, I actually forgot when making that reference yes. that Matt Riddle yes, used to Matt be Riddle, the Matt Riddle of the UFC. That's right. <laughs> uh, from what I understand, uh, having a fairly successful. Uh, that's what I'm talking about. That's his career. thing. It's like his gimmick. I mean, his yeah, his gimmick is like that. Is he's kind of is he in the big leagues? Nick? Oh yeah, yeah. He's, oh, he's, he is. He's, he's with uh, you know, he's out of NXT. He's in WWE, and he's he's done programs with like top level guys. He's tag team partners with Randy Orton. Um, he's fought. He had a really terrific match with Sheamus. He's he's competing with the 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 absolutely top top notch guys. He hasn't worked. He hasn't worked with like Brock Lesnar, you know, or anything yet. That's that's okay. There's no reason to do that. Like he's not with the high, like the the super highest level guys, but he's he's wrestled AJ Styles. Like yeah, he's a premier. He's a premier guy. Yeah, that, that gim- so they made his gimmick a little goofy. He wears shower sandals and goes down to the ring on a uh, on a scooter and just calls it's pro wrestling. Bro. It's fucking pro yeah. wrestling, Nick. What goddamn gimmick is not goofy? That is a part I know, of. I, the... I liked. I liked it when it was scary. You want to see a great pro wrestling match? The way that I love pro wrestling. Ring sure. of Honor has these two guys that fight. They're actual real, real brothers. Their their stage names are the Briscoe Brothers. Go to YouTube for eighteen minutes. Watch the Briscoe Brothers fight at the chicken farm. These guys actually work on a chicken farm with their dad, kayfabe. That's a real thing. But they right. are they're pro wrestlers who were tag team partners who decided they needed to get some stuff out of their system in order to work well together, and they put on a they put on a match in their home, in their barn and around their barn, that is fucking pro wrestling the way that I like it. So watch that watch that and report back to me. The Briscoe Brothers at the Chicken Farm. Look it up on YouTube. There's a small chance that I will have either the memory, the opportunity, or the will to get into 18 minutes of that nick but I how hard is it to remember chicken farm wrestling Christ. i mean those are just not words that are part of my don't, uh, don't, be, a, don't be a fucking new york elitist to me like uh Jesus christ sorry I, I forgot i was dealing with the trump supporter we're all oh. liberal elitists to you aren't we i am the furthest nick. thing from a trump I'm, I'm i i know i know i'm, I'm quickly going to go through uh, our draft picks 
I have Amanda Lemos, Islam Makhachev, Daniel Rodriguez, Miles Johns, and Rodrigo Nascimento on my docket. You I'll read my own. I'll read my. Shut up. Please? I'll read my own Please? goddamn picks. All Misha right, Tate, Rodolfo Vera, Gamrot, Figgy, Quarantillo. That's it. Like, you, you just, like, mentioned them completely out of order, and one of their names you said That's was Figgy. <laughs> Nobody's ever called that person Figgy before in his life. His mom calls and him Figgy. I heard she does Francesco, not call him Figgy. Francesco Figgy never Figueredo. Francesco Figueredo. <laughs> God damn it. Billy Quarantillo, Rodolfo Vieira, Matus Gamrot, Misha Tate. All right. Those are my Literally picks. in reverse order you just did. Misha Tate was your very first pick. But in any case, that those are our draft picks. Uh, those are our draft picks. Nick, next next week we have a way better card than I realized, motherfucker. Corey yeah. Sanhagen, TJ Dillashaw in a five-round main event. Nick, I am psyched for that. Aspen Ladd, Macy Chazon. My goodness. Please. Oh, motherfucking day. <laughs> Kyler Phillips. I just, read, I, just, I just read the funniest thing. What? <laughs> that, that guy that Joe Schilling knocked out in the bar. You saw that clip? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The guy's suing him. He's, he's suing him for 30 grand. I'm like, that's it? 30 grand? <laughs> like, 30 grand? He fucking, he did, oh my God. He gave, he gave him a three piece and a soda with the stalest biscuit I've ever seen. You he know what? Fucking, you can say that, Nick, but 30 grand, that's going to fucking, that's going to fucking hurt. What's also the lawyer fees alone are going to be like, I, I don't, I, grand? yeah, I, I can't, I don't know why he's going he fucking knocked you stiff. He's a pro fighter. You're going to sue him for 30 grand. Also, Joe Schilling, probably not like balling right now. He is a fucking for, former glory fighter. They're not exactly getting paid a lot. And like, what's he going to make? Like $8,000 from being in Nick Diaz's corner or something? Like, I, I don't know. Uh, 30 grand is probably like. I just thought, I mean, I'm not saying 30 grand is not a lot of money. I'm just saying when, when suits are brought against people. Like for an attack like that, usually I feel like the number's a lot bigger. But yeah, no, anyway. I hundred percent could not agree with you more. So again, Sanhagen Dillashaw, Aspen Lad, Macy Shazon. That's Kyler a good Phillips, one. Who's a serious buffer? I agree. Uh, the Shazon Lad fight, I, I'm pretty. Interested. Love yeah. Kyler Phillips. Me too, man. Oh my God, we're finally getting. Macy, years.